It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's opening weekend for the 2019-20 season at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum as the Fuel gets set to take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. 7.35 p.m. face-off Friday night and 6.05 p.m. face-off Saturday night, we've got great things scheduled for both evenings. Jim Cornelison's going to sing the national anthem on a Friday to open yet another season. And then Saturday, we've got a block party out in front of the Indiana Farmers Coliseum before the game. And a lot of great things going to be taking place. Of course, the fuel opening the home portion of the schedule at home against their I-74 rivals, the Cincinnati Cyclones. But the Fuel have played four games already this season as they opened on the road. The first weekend, very successful. 5-4 to four overtime victory at Wichita as Matthew Thompson and Spencer Watson scored a pair of goals each. Darian Plouffe with the overtime game winner for the Fuel. And then the following night, Carl Elmir with a hat trick. Bobby McIntyre, a goal and two assists. Keone Texira, a goal and an assist. The Fuel... Tying a team record with four power play goals in a 6-2 victory over the Kansas City Mavericks in their home opener. And then last weekend, a pair of 4-3 losses at Wheeling with the game-winning goal scored in the final 30 seconds. Spencer Watson had a goal and an assist each in those two games in Wheeling, but the few will end up falling 4-3 in each game. Charles Williams and Chase Marchand have split the games so far, each one with a victory and a loss so far this season. A lot of good performances by the Fuel so far as Spencer Watson currently tied for 10th in the ECHL with seven points in four games. He's had points in all four of the Fuel's games, multi-point games in three of the four. Alex Krushelniski with six points so far. Darian Plouffe with two goals and three assists, including that overtime game winner. Graham Knott also with four points. And Bobby McIntyre with two goals and three assists. He had, of course, that three-point night in Kansas City, the second game of the season. So a lot of good things happening for the Fuel. 2-2-0 two, two and oh, entering the first home weekend of the year against a Cincinnati Cyclones team that hasn't played a whole lot. The Cyclones just two games so far as their schedule beginning to heat up. So it's going to be an exciting weekend. Of course, you can get your tickets at all Ticketmaster outlets as well as the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office and IndieFuelHockey.com. Don't miss what's going to be an exciting opening weekend. Of course, with the new season, brings a lot of new faces to the Indy Fuel. And with new head coach Doug Christensen, this year, no exception as much of the roster has turned over and we've got a lot of new people to introduce you to. One of those is one of the veterans on the Fuel roster, Alex Krushelniski. He's 28 years old, one of the older players in this very young and fast roster. He is in his fifth professional season. He's played 192 games in the ECHL and has played at basically a point-a-game pace throughout his ECHL career. He had 25 goals in his second season, playing for the Utah Grizzlies back in 2015-16. Has also played for Wichita and Allen. And over the last couple seasons, split time between the Reading Royals and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the Philadelphia Flyers organization. In that time, he ended the longest game 
in American Hockey League history, a five-overtime game with the goal that finished it off for Lehigh Valley a couple of seasons ago. So he's somebody who's taken on a little bit of a leadership role as he's one of the veterans on the team. And he's a second-generation player. One of the interesting things is right before that Saturday night game in Kansas City, I get a message from Kansas City's broadcaster who's a good friend of mine, Bob Rennison, is Alex Mike Krushelniski's son. And I'm sure that that question gets asked a lot, and simply the answer is yes. Of course, uh, Alex's father, Mike, Wayne Gretzky's line mate in Edmonton, played 14 seasons in the NHL, won three Stanley Cups as a player, and a fourth as an assistant coach with the Detroit Red Wings. And we get a chance to talk a little bit about that, because Alex was seven years old when that Stanley Cup championship happened. Alex himself is a player, has... uh, had a solid career, played junior hockey in Chicago and Sioux City, played his college hockey at Colorado College. His rookie year in the ECHL, he was named to the ECHL All-Star Game and has had a really solid career throughout his hockey career from 2014 to today and signed with the Indy Fuel over the summer and has had a really good start gelling with this new Indy Fuel team. So here is our conversation with forward Alex Krushelniski of the Indy Fuel on this edition of Under the Hood. Four road games to start the season. You finally get an opportunity to play two games in front of the home crowd on Friday and Saturday night. How good is the feeling and what's the anticipation of playing your home opening weekend in front of the home fans this weekend? Oh yeah, it's long anticipated. You know, it's, it'll, it'll be nice to get at home and in front of our own fans. We've played now and now we've played at three other home openers and you know, it's just a, it's a totally opposite feeling. You know, we've kind of been seeing how everybody else has been, been able to get going on theirs. And I think we're definitely anxious to get going on our own. How much though, having spent the first couple of weekends of the year on the road, how much has that helped with just team bonding and getting together and really getting to know each other as a group of guys? <laughs> sure. It started things off pretty quickly. That's for sure. Uh, you know, you got you got to get to know each other as fast as you can when you spend the you know when you spend the first two weeks on the road, and uh, it's been good. You know, it's I mean I, I I don't mind it. I don't think anybody's really uh, you know really minded it. It's kind of been uh, it's been unique, that's for sure. I don't think you know any I don't think any of us have had a season like this. But uh, it's not to say it's a bad thing. You know, it's 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 like you said, it gets the you know forces the guys to hang out together and get to know each other and 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 figure it out quickly. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's, like I said, it's 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 been fun. I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of new faces. Every year is a lot of new faces. So it's, you know, it hasn't been all bad. Well, you mentioned it's a lot of new faces. What's kind of the pulse of this team here uh, three or so weeks after the start of camp coming into your home opener? What's uh, what's kind of this identity of this team or is it really still coming together? Yeah, I think it's, you know, a little bit of both. I think it's still coming together. Um, you know, obviously it's only game four. We've only, got, you know, we've only played four games, but I, I think in that time, a, a lot has actually been accomplished. I think we've kind of, you know, we're starting to figure it out as games go on. I think we start to figure out more and more kind of who we are as, as a team and what our identity is. And, and that's the fun part. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we, obviously it's, it's no secret what, you know, probably what our team's going to look like. We're, we're a speedy team and, and the more games we play, the you know the quicker that gets figured out. So it's 
you know, it's, we've still got a long way to go, but it's been nice to just, you know, it's been nice to just get out there and play a couple of games and get guys to feel, you know, feel each other and feel what, you know, what kind of personalities are on the ice and, and what everybody, you know, what everybody brings. Is the first little bit of any season, especially with the amount of speed and skill you have, just developing chemistry with line mates and developing chemistry as a team? Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, that's always, uh, I don't want to say that's the hard part. Like it's, it, it's, it's the, that's the fun part, you know, but that's, that's also critical. I mean, it's, you gotta, you, you gotta try to figure out who, you know, who you gel with. I mean, you, you might, you gotta figure out who your on ice personality works well with too. There's, you know, there's been, you know, times in the past in my experience where my best buddy off the ice, you know, <laughs> hasn't translated to my best line mate on the ice or vice versa. You know, it's, 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 but, but it's all good. You know, like it's your team and then you kind of go through those growing processes and, and kind of figure out who you like to play with, who you have chemistry with, who you're kind of, you know, who it comes naturally with too. And, and it's fun, you know, like all the guys are great guys and they're good players. And, and it's, you know, that, that's the fun part is figuring out who you work well with. When you signed with the Fuel during the summer, what was it about Indy that attracted you and uh, Coach Christensen and the franchise itself? Um, I, I just think I talked to Dougie a couple of times pretty late in the summer and, and, you know, I was pretty just impressed with him in general. You know, he's, he seemed to just, I mean, he just seemed to have a really good grasp on everything. Um, and, 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 you know, I being only being here for two, you know, two, three weeks now is, is it's, it's as advertised, you know, like everything is just very well put together. Dougie is very well put together and, and he's, he's organized. He's a good coach. He's, you know, he's, he's just on top of it and, and that's how you need to be. And, and he's, you know, he's done a great job, I think in the, you know, in a tough schedule in the first two weeks of being on the road of, of managing that and managing the players and making sure it's, you know, it's not a, a little bit of a helter skelter, you know, it, it can get unorganized easily and, and you got to have a good, got to have, have a good general to get the troops in line. So it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I just, I just, uh, I was impressed. I, I was just impressed with what he sold me. And, and, uh, like I said, it's, it's been, you know, as advertised and more. And you mentioned as advertised, you've played for some really good franchises. You've played for Reading, you've played in the American hockey league, you've played for Utah. What is it about Indy that's unique from what you've seen and that uh, you've enjoyed about being here so far? Well, I think, uh, I mean, from what I've heard, I, I, I guess the fan base is pretty good here. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of those questions I'll have to find out for myself. I think uh, a couple of the guys have been, you know, telling me that uh, the fan base is really, really awesome here. And, and <clears throat> I mean, obviously the facility is, you know, is what it is. You, you guys see that on a daily basis. We see that on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, we just, we, it's, it's just top notch. You know, we got, we got a good, we got a great staff. Andy and George and, and Flinchy, you know, like, uh, we get good facilities. The, the rink is awesome. We're treated like gold thanks to our owner. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be. We, you know, it's, it's all from top to bottom, you know, off the ice and on the ice. It's a big part of it. And, and you got to be comfortable. And they've done a good job of making sure that the players are comfortable and that they can come to the rink every day, you know, and, and just prepare to do your job every day and not worry about the things away from the rink, you know. So when you step on the ice, you're just thinking, all right, let's, you know, hockey, hockey, hockey. So, you know, it's just been awesome in that sense for the first couple of weeks to really, you know, to be in a place like that. And I think that's what a lot of the, you know, successful organizations have in common is, is you know, they, they do a good job of, of 
making their making sure their players are well taken care of so that you know when they come to the rink they can just put everything aside and go to work as one of the team's veterans a player who's been around both in the American Hockey League and in the ECHL how much do you carry that as far as mentoring younger players and really taking on a leadership role with this team um you know I, I try to just be myself you know no matter what you know you know what I mean like no matter where I am, obviously it's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I guess I never really expected to be the old guy, but now I am the old guy and you know, that's, that's not what it, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's new for me too. Um, you know, I, I've never really been kind of an older, I, I guess I shouldn't say like, I've never really been like overbearing. I just always kind of been myself. Even when, even when I've been younger, you know, I, I've, I've, lo- I've always wanted to work with the older guys not that I, you know, not that I wanted to, but like, um, you know, like the communication line has always been open. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty honest guy. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty open guy. And I, I think, you know, whether you got one year or, or five years, you're, you, you definitely can have something to say. Um, and I think you, but I, I think the tricky part is, is, you know, earning the respect on, on when you're allowed to speak and, and, you know, the things that you're allowed to do. And, and, and that, that's things that you learn over time. And, uh, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, you know, this team, whether or not I'm mentoring a young player or not, um, you know, my, my goal is to just be a good teammate and, and hopefully just through being a good teammate, you know, guys, guys will, you know, look and see and just soak in what you do and, and, you know, how you approach your day to day. And this is, you know, that's kind of what I did. I, I just looked at the older guys that have been around and what they do on a daily basis and what made them successful and took what I could from them. I know you've been a point of game player largely throughout your career in the ECHL, six points in four games so far. Feel pretty good about the start to the season you've had? Uh, uh Honestly, me- I, I've mediocre. Uh but that's just another one of my personalities. Uh, I always think there's a little bit better that we can do. Um, I'm, I'm, am I satisfied? I guess, but uh, I would have, I would have liked, to, I would have preferred coming home with two more wins, and I think I could have helped. Uh, I think we all could have helped contribute to that a little bit more. But, but it's, a, it's, I'll take it. It's a, it's a good start. And, uh, but, but you know, we're definitely ready to get back on the horse and get back in the win column. Going to describe yourself as a player. What type of game do you try to play? Uh, I, I try to, I would say pace, you know, I, I just try to move my feet. Um, you know, good things happen when I skate and, and that's something that I've kind of learned over the course of my career. So when, uh, when things aren't really clicking for myself personally, I just, I just kind of, you know, hone it back in and say, okay, you know, just, just skate because I know that uh, the game is fast enough as it is now and it's evolved that way. And, and you have to skate to be successful. That's how room opens. That's how chances open and that's how you make plays. So when, when in doubt, I skate. As a second-generation player, your father played a number of years in the NHL, won the Stanley Cup four different times in his career. What was it like to grow up around that and grow up around the game with a player, uh, with a father with as much NHL experience as uh, your dad has? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I think that's um, you know part of what I was talking about. You know, it's it's. You're, you're, you soak in the environment that you're around and, and that's something that obviously it's pretty unique and special. And I'm fortunate that I was able to, you know, grow up with that. And, 
And I mean, my dad is, he's still like a coach, you know, he still watches all the games and, and he still coaches and he still helps players one-on-one on his own time. But, uh, you know, like he's, he's always watching my games and you always, you know, part of us who we are, we're always just thinking, you know, oh, could have done this, could have done this, could have got a little bit better, could have got, you know, could have had one more shot. And growing up around him, you know, that, that's, I think that that's just how I kind of learned, you know, I learned to be around and I learned to, I learned that from, from being around players and being around locker rooms and, and you, you absorb a lot, you know, you absorb a lot when you have a father who played as long as I did. And, uh, um, you just kind of, you know, you just try to soak it all in. And that's, that's what I'm saying, you know, about the mentoring is, is you just, you know, it's not that you have to, you know, necessarily do anything over, you know, above and beyond that's special. You just kind of got to be yourself and, and, and soak in what, you know, what's around you and, and learn through experience. You know, I think that's, I think that's, you know, really helpful. I know your father won three Stanley Cups as a player before you were born, but that last one, when he was an assistant coach with the Red Wings, you would have been about seven, eight years old. Uh, yep. And so mm-hmm. what was that like to see your father be a part of that and kind of be able to bask in the glow of a Stanley Cup championship that summer? Yeah, that was, that was, uh, <laughs> pretty funny actually you know it's it became normal for me I was like all right well this is what I'm supposed to grow up and, and I guess we're going to be doing this when I'm older <laughs> so it's it's it, it's funny it's you know it's a little catch 22 you know like I mean everybody wants to grow up being like their dad and my dad just so happened to be a professional hockey player so by the time we were seven we were having Stanley Cup parties and you know the, the Red Wings were over at our house when I'm sure other kids were having pool parties like <laughs> it is you know and neither one was better but it is what it is so uh you know, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun to say the least, you know, like, like we had, um, I mean, we just, it, it was a lot of fun. We had good memories. You know, I can remember being in the locker room at that time. And, and one of my favorite stories is that trainer, the, there was two trainers or there was one trainer and a player, Matsukhanov and Konstantinov that were in a car accident, a pretty bad car accident at that, at that, the year after, right. When they celebrate what after they won and, uh, I remember, you know, crawling around the locker room being when I was seven, uh, collecting champagne corks and, uh, Matsukhanov, the trainer picked me up and kissed me on the cheek. He was so happy. And I remember, you know, being seven, I was so grossed out at the time. I was like, Oh my God, mom, he kissed me. <laughs> and now it's like one of my favorite memories. Cause you know, you don't, I didn't nearly understand the, the situation I was in and, and it, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Also being able to grow up in that Michigan hockey environment, it's a great state to grow up and play hockey and yet how much did that help your development uh, obviously you've grown up around the game but also to have a lot of really good hockey players and coaches to work with as you're as you're growing up yeah totally totally I mean it's it's your product of your environment you know and and I mean I I am grateful you know Michigan it was a it's a fun state to grow up in and it's got good programs it's got good schools and um you know, it may not have always been the smoothest, but, but we, you know, we bounced around a little bit from programs, but, but, you know, I played local hockey growing up and I get asked that question a lot now is, you know, do I have to play, do I have to play the, the highest level? Do I have to play this? And and my answer is always, you know, no, you just, you just have to play. And, you know, I, I played local hockey until I was probably in, you know, in high school. And then I, and then I just played high school hockey and I was in like you're saying, you know, I was fortunate enough that where high school hockey was actually considered pretty good in Michigan. And, 
I just played high school hockey for two, three years. And then I finally played one year at AAA. So, you know, I, yeah, I was lucky that, that Michigan had a good program and, and I just played local hockey growing up, you know, and, and we just, you know, that's something that my dad and I believed in. We always played summer baseball and we just believed that, you know, what, if you're good enough, you'll, they'll find you eventually. You just got to keep working and, and having fun and you, you have to keep playing. You can't, you know, you can't uh, spend your childhood riding the bench and, and hoping that, you know, just because you're on a good team, you're going to get picked up. It's, it doesn't really do much for your development. So I was lucky that, uh, you know, like you said, I was lucky that Michigan had a, a good, a good youth program and good high schools. So, uh, so I made it fun, I made it fun growing up. You were also a standout baseball player in high school. I understand. Did you have any options in <laughs> baseball as well? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, probably, probably it's a little bit of a different road. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was, there was, um, but, but yeah, actually when, when I was graduating, that was basically the option was, uh, you know, do you want to go play baseball or hockey? And, and, uh, my parents said, you know, they, they never, they never decided for me. They definitely tried to, uh, they definitely tried to swing my opinions, but uh, my dad kept telling me to save my body and go play baseball. But, uh, um, it was fun. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I just, you know, I had my answer was, uh, you know, I love, I love, I like baseball, but I love hockey, but, uh, but I'm glad I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the experiences. I'm, I'm glad I played baseball for as long as I did. Um, you know, it's, it, it was fun and it was a good balance, you know, and, and you, you learn skills, a, you learn people skills, but you, you also, you know, there's some transferable skills to hockey there that you learn and, and you just keep your hands fresh and, and it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a bit more of a mental battle than, than, uh, than hockey is. So it was, you know, I thought it was the perfect, the perfect kind of combination growing up. And, uh, and now I'm here. <laughs> well, I, I noticed your father's former line mate uh, was also a very good baseball player growing up, Wayne Gretzky. So, uh, but has your dad talked about being Wayne Gretzky's wing and what it was like playing with him? Yeah, he's, I, yeah, you have to wait till he comes here. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> He's chock full of stories. Um, guy, I mean, it's, it's, that's all he, he basically, that's all he is. He's, he's an entertainer now. He's a storyteller, you know, he's, we, and, and that's, I mean, I always, I was always asking him, I was always trying to soak, like I said, you know, soak in what I could, uh, you know, yeah, I was always, when we were in college, you know, we used to, when he would come and visit, we wouldn't even go out the you know, the weekends, cause he'd only comes every so often. So we, he would just sit down and, and tell stories to the guys for three hours because that's all we wanted to do was listen to stories. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's, of course, you know, I, I mean, things like that are unique and, and you don't appreciate that until you get, you know, until you get older, like, Oh, well, Hey, my dad played with, you know, the greatest player of one of the greatest players of all time, you know, like if not the greatest. So like, you know, and you don't, you don't quite understand that as a seven year old, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, when I get, as I get older, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I ask him, you know, I ask him more about the teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I know that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, some, some, uh, you know, Wayne was good, obviously. Um, but it, it's cool hearing the stories about the other guys that, that I don't want to say get overshadowed, but they were also really good. You Absolutely. know, like it's, it's, um, and some, I mean, some of the teams he played on, they were, they were awesome teams. Like, you know, and, and like his Boston team, you know, he tells me he's, you know, they, they, I guess that 82 Boston team was, you know, was, was a cup contender before he left with, you know, some of the guys like Ricky Middleton and, and, 
I forget who his tough, tough guy was, like Stan Jonathan, yeah. you know, like some of these funny, you know, like some guys like that. That's, I, I appreciate, I guess I appreciate hearing that, you know, because you don't hear as much about those things from the, from the, you know, I mean, from the press and the internet and stories like, yeah, you're going to, you know, you're going to always hear about Wayne Gretzky, but, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, not everybody knows who Stan Jonathan is or why, why he's so tough or, you know, like some of these other guys. So it was, it was cool. It was really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to say the least. You went on to college at Colorado college. Uh, what was it like going uh, to a, a smaller school as far as the size of the school and kind of the intimate school and getting an opportunity to play college hockey? And how did that set you up for your pro career? Awesome. Awesome. Like, uh, I can't, I can't, don't have enough good things to say about it. Um, you know, when I was there, it was Scott Owens. Um, and, and he was, uh, awesome. You know, like just, just, the, you know, you, 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 like I said, you don't really appreciate all this stuff until you get older, but, uh, you know, Scotty Owens had a great grasp on, on how to, you know, mold young men, I guess I should say. And, and, you know, he really grasped the concept of, of, of helping you mature and, and, you know, not, uh, not only making, you know, turning you into a hockey player, but also a human being. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciated that coming from CC that, that this, the school structure with the hockey was, was awesome. We only took one class a month, um, every day from nine to 12. So it's a bit of a unique class schedule. And it's a place that I honestly never really expected to end up, but I'm glad I did. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a hell of a school in, in a great place. I mean, you're in this, you're sitting in the mountains. So every day I woke up, I was looking at the mountains and it just, it was cool. It was cool being around that culture. And when I had come in, you know, about five years ago, it was, uh, well, now, now it's <laughs> more than five years ago, but, but that I, I, you know, the reputation is just what drew me there is, is their success rate of, of having players move on and keep playing. And, and, uh, I still think they, they do a good job. And, and it was just, it was, it was just a great experience. Like, like I said, like I, I the hockey was one thing, but, uh, I really appreciate my coach that I had there and, and how he, you know, how he allowed us, I guess, to maneuver through those four years as, as young boys, you know, and, and kind of get out of there, come out as men. So, so, you know, I know he's probably not listening, but, uh, you know, I thank him. A two-time all academic performer as well. And, and graduated with an economics degree. How is that maybe going to set you up as well for life after hockey? Sure. I have, you know what, uh, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I think we'll, uh, you know, we'll have to see. I, I, uh, I got some things that I'm kind of thinking about, obviously. Um, you know, I'm getting a little bit older and, and you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see where, where that takes me. You know, like I said, fortunately, I am lucky enough that I've had some experiences and, and, uh, you know, I've played for as long as I have. I think that's a big, uh, that's a big part of it. You know, the, the longer I play, it's honestly the more enjoyable it is. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I just keep meeting more people and, and experiencing more places and new things. And, and that just keeps, you know, that just keeps bringing new people into my world. And, and, and that's, what's fun about it, you know, and, and, and we'll have to see, we'll have to see what's further down the line. You know, I love helping people and, and, uh, you know, I love making people smile and laugh. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have to see it's, I'm, you know, whatever's next, when it's next, I'm excited, but, uh, but for now I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the season. Uh, you, uh, 
where an ECHL All-Star as a rookie played in the All-Star game. What did that mean to you? You had that really good couple of years in Utah to start your career. Yeah. What did, what did that mean to you to be recognized as such and get the opportunity to play in the All-Star game? Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. I had a great time that year. The All-Star game was in Orlando, and, and I had a blast. Um, it, it was fun. You know, like, I think it just uh, – you know, as, as players, you know, you obviously you want to move on. And it was just, I think it it was nice. I don't want to say validation, but like, you know, it, it was nice. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a nice recognition to have, you know, a little feather in your cap. And, and, um, uh, yeah, I ended, you know, I, it's, it's hard. Cause I, I ever, I never, ever brag, but I, I ended up going there and winning the fastest skater, you know, and, and you don't really think, like I say, you don't really think much of it at the time. And now I look back and, and like, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun. I was sent to Orlando and, and found out on the bus, I was doing fastest skater and ended up winning it. Like, I mean, it may not seem like a very big deal, but you know what, it's a lot of fun and, and it's a great experience. And I was, I was pumped. I was pumped to go and, and I had a, I had a great time and it felt good. It felt good to, you know, be recognized for all your hard work. And, and you know, like I said, you know, you want to, the goal is to move on. So it was, like I said, it was, you know, it was a good weekend and, and I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful I went. Growing up, was there somebody you tried to pattern your game after or look up to? Um, I watched, I mean, growing up in Michigan, you know, you, you grew up in Detroit. I, I watched naturally Datsuk and Zetterberg uh, a lot. <laughs> it just, just so happens. Um, so, I mean, if I could honestly pattern it, I think I always wanted to be like Pavel, but, uh, but I think I ended up maybe a little bit more like Hank. I don't know. Um, my, my all time favorite player was Kovalev, you know, like you, I mean, it just, nobody had hands like that guy. (laughs) Like it just, it just, every time I watched him, I was just like, Oh my God. But, uh, you know, so I think, I don't know if, if it's a combination, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be, I'd be lucky to say if I had a little bit of what each of those guys had, but that's kind of who I watched growing up. And uh, did you grow up a Red Wings fan? Obviously your father uh, was a coach for the team for a while, but yeah. uh, and in Michigan. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, I think it's always going to have a little, uh, little piece of my heart there. Um, I mean, it was fun. We had good memories. Like, I mean, you're right. Like you said, you know, dad won it with them in 97. That was special. And, and, you know, you grow up there for 10 years watching them. And I mean, I mean, those guys were my favorite players. They're, they're two, you know, they played forever and they were two of the best players that ever came, you know, some of the best players that ever came to play. And, and, uh, I'll probably always be a little bit of a Detroit fan. My, my, my dream was always to play for the Habs just because my family's from, uh, from Montreal. But, uh, I don't know if that one will ever happen. (laughs) What's your favorite thing about being a hockey player? Um, people honestly it's just uh like i said you know it's it's you're pretty lucky because you're exposed to so many people in this type of a world and uh you know whether it's talking to you or or a fan or a player or a wife you know or a player's wife like it just you know i, I love meeting new people and uh you're you're lucky enough to be able to meet new people and new coaches and just just experience a lot of new things in this world and and i think that's something that you 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 know 
you're lucky to soak in because there's not a lot of professions in this world that expose you to a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that this world can. So, like I said, I just try to soak it all in and, and smile, you know, and, and enjoy it because it's, it's, it's fleeting. It's very fleeting. Outside of the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, your home rink this year, what's your favorite rink you've played in and also maybe a favorite memory or moment from your hockey career? Oh, man. Favorite. My favorite rink. Well, that's a, I don't know. I mean, now, now that, you know, now that I'm at this stage, my favorite rink would probably be CC because I heard they're, they're moving from that world arena where I played for, from for four years. So it's, uh, I was a little bit sad to hear that, but it's good. I guess it's, uh, I think it's going to be good for them, but, um, I mean, I loved playing in Lehigh too. That was a, that was a, a hell of a, set up there it was a great rink and you know my 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 previous favorite memory used to be i i had a penalty shot in ot uh at school versus denver our rival and um i scored that game winning penalty shot my my second year you know and that was my favorite memory of all time and until uh, a couple of years ago until two years ago when uh when we were in fifth overtime with lehigh and i was lucky enough to be able to uh be able to pot that one. So that has now trumped it and become my uh, my all-time favorite well, memory. One of the longest games in AHL history, right? And so your yeah. name goes down to the record. But what is it like to play a five-overtime game? So that's essentially two-and-a-half regulation games in one night. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, you know, when you, when you look back on it, honestly, I don't even – I honestly don't know how we did it. You know, there was a defenseman on our team. We were laughing because his his minutes were logged at 60 minutes that night. <laughs> you know, like it's just crazy. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, it was. It's almost like an out of body. It's like you're running a marathon. That's honestly what I equate it to. I've never run a marathon, but I would. I would imagine if you are running one that is right damn close to what it feels like, <laughs> <laughs> because your your body kind of just shuts down. I don't, I wouldn't say your body. Your brain just shuts down. You know, and you're just your body's just working and working and, and like I mean it was it was so like I said, it was it was hilarious too, you know, like like they're feeding us brownies, pizza, I mean anything you could basically get your hands on just to kind of keep feeding the machine for a little bit you know, for a little bit longer. And uh it was it was awesome. It was so much fun. As as I mean as every OT went on, all I kept thinking was like, All right, you know, like all right, I'm getting this one. And then the next one would go on and I'd be like, All right, I'm gonna I'm still getting it and as the more you know i mean i think every i I hope everybody was saying the same things to themselves i know i was like you know as the game progressed i just was thinking all right all right this one's coming home with me you know and and yeah sure enough it did i i had had good line mates that i'll remember forever you know and then i'll forever remember the guys that i played with that were on the ice for that that moment you know and that team and and the guy that set me up and uh, i mean i'll just i'll remember everything about it it was just uh Something very, very special. It's one of those neat things is when you do yeah. something special, there's that bond that is created forever. And it's one of the great yeah. things about sports. So last question, what's something that is unique about you that a fan sitting in the stands this weekend uh, may not otherwise know? Yeah. Um, I use this one quite a quite a bit, but uh, I was in band until I was about a senior in high school. I played, uh, I could play just about, I can play a lot of instruments, but I can play uh, every saxophone basically out there, the alto, baritone, tenor, 
and uh, I was in three bands. I was in honors band. I was going before school for honors band. I was staying at school for regular band, and then I was staying after school for jazz band. So that's a, it's a little bit of a fun fact for you there. So you play the anthem before a game potentially, or have you done that before? <laughs> No, I have not done that before. Please don't ask me to. <laughs> it, it might change the pregame routine just a little bit. I have to brush up on my notes, yeah. <laughs> and that's our conversation with Indy Fuel forward Alex Krusielniski on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I'm really looking forward to conversing with many of the players and other people involved with the Fuel and sharing their stories with you on our editions of Under the Hood as the season unfolds this year. Solid start for the fuel so far, and we're looking forward to a great 2019-20 season. The first two of 36 home games this weekend, 7.35 face-off on Friday night, 6.05 p.m. face-off on Saturday. Again, you can get your tickets at all Ticketmaster outlets, as well as IndyFuelHockey.com and the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. And of course, as well, subscribe to ECHL.TV. You can see all fuel games home and away, and on IndieFuelHockey.com slash radio. Nick Olchek and I will have all of the action from all 36 Indie Fuel home games this season on the broadcast. Again, IndieFuelHockey.com slash radio for the free audio stream, or you can subscribe to ECHL.TV and enjoy all 72 games home and away. Looking forward to the home opening weekend this weekend at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. We hope to see you there. Want to thank our guest, Alex Krusielniski, and thank you for listening as well. This has been Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I'm the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.